Welcome to another edition of From the Front Lines, where we discuss both the day-to-day and one-of-a-kind issues facing real estate managers. Iron Foundation Director Rebecca O'Brien talks to Greg Erickson from Jackson Control about why ESG matters for investment real estate. Over to you, Rebecca. Greg, we are so glad that you're here. Uh, We're thankful for your partnership at the IRM Foundation, uh, but we're also thankful for the knowledge that you've gained by being a partner to thousands of companies, including several large publicly traded companies over the years. And I'm excited to help our listeners tap into your wisdom around ESG implementation. Welcome. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Rebecca. So first, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your company? Sure. So I'm the uh, sole owner of Jackson Control. Jackson Control is a climate technology company, and our purpose is to retrofit buildings to save the planet. And our position has been, we probably can't stop climate change, but we sure can slow it down. And we believe that everybody's innovative enough that we can find some solutions going forward if, if we can at least slow it down. But we've been in business for 56 years. We started in the mid-60s when air conditioning was introduced. Um, We evolved with the industry. Our initial role was to support uh, manufacturers' technology, whether it was Delta, Honeywell, Siemens, ABB. And we were a distributor. Uh, Really, we focused on everything east of the, the Mississippi. But we still are a distributor, but today we've become uh, what we call a smart building enabler. We uh, focus on the building IoT, internet and mechanical elements of a building, and we call it the plumbing that it takes to really make that work. So we moved extensively into the smart building market. Well, that sounds like an incredible way to adapt Can you talk a little bit about, from your perspective, why does ESG matter for investment real estate? ESG is really kind of the bottom line of sustainability. And I'd say there are five elements that really matter. One is it's the right thing to do. You know, we're, we're all responsible for saving our planet. Second of all, these regulatory pressures are increasing daily. Third, You really have to look at the dollars and cents involved with energy efficiency, what needs to be done there. Fourth, I would say it's being required today by investors. Uh, Big funds like BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, really the funds that drive the market. And finally, tenant satisfaction. Just just to circle back a little bit on doing the right thing, and I'll, I'll talk about New York for a moment. There was a study done on New York, and 70% of the carbon emissions in New York City come from buildings or facilities. That's an amazing number. And when you think that, on average, 37% of all energy in a building is wasted, you can see that almost a third of the energy in New York City at this time is, is wasted. The uh, regulatory environment is responding to those kind of issues. In New York now, there is a uh, a goal, regu- local we call local regulation, that 80% of carbon emissions need to be reduced by 2050 in facilities. 
and 40% by 2030. The U.S. government has recently issued an executive order that all government facilities, these are military bases, embassies, uh, GSA facilities, but they need to achieve a net zero by 2045 and at least 50% in the next 10 years. So they're really hoping that this will be a catalyst for the private sector as well. Just circling back on the, the New York City example, they say that you would have to upgrade 200 buildings every day for the next 12,000 days in order to achieve some of these objectives. So I think you can see it's, it's a uh, massive challenge that, that we all have. When you look at ESG, and I'm going to focus on the, the E part, the environmental, there's a real dollars and cents element to it. There was a recent study that overall, like 70% of the total office buildings in the U.S. will potentially face a downgrade in their valuation if they're not upgraded to new environmental standards. And this is happening because of more rapid obsolescence of equipment. It's obviously happening because of the regulatory challenges. Things are going to get more expensive for building owners. But if you look at the positive side, you know, look at the benefit of energy efficiency in a building. And I'll use a, a typical example of a 100,000 square foot building where the owner is paying $4 a square foot for utilities now. The costs have, have definitely gone up, you know, over the years here. But if you could save, and we can with... Uh, proper upgrade facility management. If you can save, you know, the 37 or 40% that we know is being wasted, that's $15,000 a year on a 100,000 square foot building. If you're a public company and you're trading at a 25 to 30 price to earnings multiple, that's potentially a three hundred to four hundred thousand dollar increase in the value of your facility just by affecting energy savings. The other thing that is often overlooked as far as the dollars and cents element of of sustainability is the reduction in service calls and the extension of equipment life. One thing I think would really amaze people is that the cost of service calls sometimes on older facilities will equal or exceed the co the utility costs that they're paying. And as all these parts become more expensive because of supply shortages and really new technologies being introduced, it's it's more and more important that these facilities are properly managed to extend the life of uh, of the equipment. Finally, I'd just say tenant satisfaction is really one of the biggest drivers uh, to the bottom line of, of anything that you could possibly do. That definitely resonates with our listeners, I'm sure. In terms of tenants, what are you seeing tenants seeking in terms of property performance and how can meeting that demand for improved performance add value? I mean, tenant satisfaction drives an awful lot. It drives higher rents for the owner. It drives higher occupancy and retention. It increases the comfort. It promotes employee health. And kind of at the bottom line, there are fewer complaints that come back from, from a tenant when, uh, when they're in a facility that's state-of-the-art and been upgraded. 
But the tenant's really looking for something that uh, is efficient, safe, comfortable. We were at a, a recent event called Realcom, and it, it's really a collection of individuals that are focused on the smart build, building environment. And what we were hearing is that commercial real estate is obviously under pressure right now as far as you know vacancies and people wanting to work from home. But the facilities that were upgraded, state-of-the-art, focused on ESG and sustainability were the ones that were still getting the tenant participation and occupancy rates that they were looking for. So tenants are looking for something energy efficient and comfortable. They want something secure, physically safe. They also want it environmentally safe with respect to air quality and water quality. So Greg, when you and your team walk through a building for the first time, what are you looking for? So when we walk through a building, first thing we're looking at is the current state of their building automation system. You know, what is the remaining life expectancy? Is it an open system or a closed system? That's one thing people have a better appreciation for now. They want to avoid uh, vendor lock where they can't get somebody else to or many people to come in and, and work on their facility. So that's one thing we always look for immediately. Is the system set up properly? Are there any unnecessary alarms, for example, that are being triggered? Is it a programmable or non-programmable system with their thermostats? And I think one thing that's really important to this audience is, does the facility manager really have the proper tools that they need to do their job correctly? Is the building equipped with variable variable frequency drives to conserve energy? Is the lighting been changed out? Is it something that is the latest standard in, in lighting that we can take a look at? Lighting is such a big part of energy costs. Is the facility connected so that it will enable remote management? you know, and more information sharing. So again, so the facility manager can do their job better. And then really critical is what about the cybersecurity? And with a lot of the uh, cybersecurity challenges that exist today, really a software system may only last six months to three years. And we have to make sure that the platform for upgrade is sufficient to handle all the cybersecurity requirements that might be necessary. Let's talk about building health and comfort. It's clear that tenants don't just value efficiency, they value their health and comfort. How do you balance efficiency, health and comfort and the solutions that you recommend? So in almost all cases, tenant satisfaction will drive the solution. Building owners realize how critical it is that the tenant have a positive experience, especially now. The goal is to eliminate wasted energy and give the facility manager, as I said before, the tools to make sure they can provide tenant satisfaction. Indoor air quality may require improved ventilation, may need better air conditioning, but really what we find is that you can achieve better ventilation, improved air quality, and energy efficiency, and still deliver on the comfort that the tenant is looking for. So it's not an either-or situation, and really 
these elements are not at odds with each other when we're trying to improve a system. Yeah, that makes sense. It sounds like they all build on each other. So ESG has been shown to produce results. There's no question about that. What are your clients seeing in terms of the benefits of improvements in property performance? Sure, it's uh, it's it's why they do this, right? <laughs> you mentioned before we work with a lot of public companies, and um, they're really excellent at measuring these benefits as well. But I I would say number one, it's helping them meet their investor demand. There are expectations from the financial community that they have to meet. And now from the regulatory environment, we talked about that as well. So meeting those demands, I think, is critical. Better tenant experience, uh, we talked about that quite a bit, but obviously uh, front and center of everything that has to be done here. Energy savings, achieving sustainability goals, fewer service calls, longer equipment life cycles, better cybersecurity. And I think an essential element is facility manager support, just to make sure that the facility manager has the right tools to manage the building. Yeah, it's really critical, isn't it? It is, it is. Well, Greg, I want to talk for a moment about the Jackson Control Sustainability Awards. And for our listeners who don't know about this program, it's a new awards program that recognizes the best of the best within IRAM's Certified Sustainable Property Program. This year was our very first year of awarding recognition, and the Pradera, which is a multifamily community in Richardson, Texas, was recognized as the People's Choice winner for 2023. Greg, can you talk a little bit about what gets you excited about this award program? Sure, Rebecca. I mean, we absolutely love this. <laughs> I think we all get excited about what we're seeing here. It's it's a chance to really share the lessons learned. It's a chance to share best practices in sustainability. And these people are, are not just talking about it. They're actually getting the job done. So I think their success, telling their story is really so important to all of us, and especially the purpose of our company, Jackson Control, helping to retrofit buildings to to save the planet. So we're so proud to be part of this program, just excited about what the future holds for it, and would be excited to get more and more facilities involved in this. Well, that's great to hear. We're really excited about it as well and for our partnership. For our listeners, if you want to be considered for a Jackson Control Sustainability Award, I encourage you to learn more at irem.org forward slash CSP. You can learn about IRAM's Certified Sustainable Property Program, which is a green building certification that's really applicable to a wide variety of properties. Many hard to certify properties have already earned the certification, uh, plus it's more affordable than you might think. So it's definitely worth checking out. Greg, thank you once again for being with us. Thanks for having me. Visit IRAM.org for more knowledge to take on real estate management's most dynamic challenges. That's www.irem.org.